Savior. Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. Thank you. 
Father God, good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Chadline. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you this morning. I come to you this morning in the power of your own Holy Spirit. Your own Holy Spirit resident within me, God, and with each and every one of us that has allowed you to come in and reign. Lord Jesus, this morning, I renounce every spirit of religion, and I renounce every work of darkness connected with the spirit of religion and religious error. I break Lose myself 
and destroy the power of all transference of spirits connected to religious error and witchcraft in any shape, form, delusion, deed, or ignorance. In the name of Jesus this morning, I repent, Father God, for allowing myself to be led by any other spirit other than your own Holy Spirit. I renounce and destroy the power of any and all forms of legalism, traditions of men, and any participation or having come into agreement with dead works. In the name of Jesus this morning, I repent of any hypocrisy, any pride, and any arrogance. In the name of Jesus this morning, I repent for any form of self-righteousness any form of spiritual tolerability to find favor in the sight of man. In the name of Jesus, I repent this morning for any shape, form of relying on my own intellect rather than your own Holy Spirit. And I ask you, Lord God, if I have mistakenly or through ignorance or transference inappropriately used scripture as a weapon, forgive me for any and all false judgments, criticism, gossip, jealousy, anger, covetousness, and hardness of heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me this morning as I come to you. If I have slandered with my mouth or persecuted with my mouth those who are moving by your own Holy Spirit, forgive me this morning. If I have attributed any work of your own Holy Spirit to the devil, In the name of Jesus this morning, Lord God, I renounce any belief that portrays you as distant, that portrays you as judgmental. And this morning I pray that the fullness of your love, the fullness of your mercy, the fullness of your compassion and grace will come to the understanding of your people. This morning, God, I tell you, I tell you through my fear of you and my love of you that my desire is to embrace all of the aspects of your true nature and character. My desire is to know you intimately and in, in a reality. As an act of my will, 
and a confession of my mouth. I choose to never, ever partner with the same spirit that killed Jesus and that continues to attempt to kill the work of your own Holy Spirit today. Lord God, I put the devil, demons on notice that as an act of my will, that I choose, I make a choice to come into agreement with God my Father, with Jesus Christ your Son, and with your own Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I love you this morning. You're so easy to love. And I, and I just shout to you this morning. In all that you are, in all of your goodness, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, this morning. Thank you for all your goodness. All your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, this morning. Thank you, this morning. None like you, God. None like you. Yes, God, this morning. You are Lord. Pour out your spirit with understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
praise God. Let me tell you what I need this morning. I need three people to show the devil God's ability. I need three people this morning that you know at some point in your life that you were practicing witchcraft. Now, you might have been practicing this witchcraft thinking you were doing good through new age. You might have been practicing witchcraft, mixing it with religion. But now you've been on this headline and you know that you were practicing witchcraft. And if you know you were practicing witchcraft, you know you were a witch. I got some young witches on here. And they don't believe that there's a witness from somebody that operated in witchcraft can come to Christ and have more joy, more peace. If you know that's you, I mean, even if you went, even if somebody put witchcraft on you and you went to somebody to get the witchcraft off you, and you did what they told you to do, you became a witch. You see, it is only when you can have a true confession and when you can confess to the world, I used to be. God brought me out. I'm not anymore. Do I have three people on here this morning that's willing to stand up and tell the truth so these witches on here can hear this? If, if I had three people, if you would text me the last four on your phone, there's a blessing in this for you, and there's much more for them, the spirit of liberty. They put me to a challenge. It, was, it is not me that they put to a challenge. They put all of heaven to a challenge this morning. You could have been born into witchcraft, but I'm going to tell you something. Until you can stand up and say, I was a witch. I did practice witchcraft. The world ain't going to believe you because you don't believe it. You don't believe you're free from it. These young women don't believe you can be free from it. But your witness can make a difference this morning. They own here to hear Somebody make a a, a declaration that God is greater than their witchcraft. Now, let me tell you something else. You think it's a secret. It's not a secret. The devil got you in bondage by you thinking it's a secret that you don't have to tell anybody you used to be a witch. But until you can do that, you're still a witch. Because my Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. My Bible says, and your Bible says, that you overcome it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. It is time out for playing games. This is not the ministry to play games anyway. Not this ministry. Your witchcraft Background has already been exposed. 
But are you honest enough with God to stand up and be what he's called you to be, a living witness, a living witness? I need three people to do that. Your preacher brought some of you and made you a witch. That's right. Some of you became a witch in a church somewhere. Because your preacher brought you under witchcraft seduction. Are you free enough? You see, the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, most people don't know what kind of liberty that is, but I got a whole teaching, a podcasting about the liberty of God. It is different. I'm going to go over here to the blog talk. I'm going to see if I can find me. Text me. Text me. This is very important. You got a chance to help somebody this morning. And help yourself at the same time. That's the way God does it. And if you're on here and I'm asking you to do this, God has already already stirred up your heart. He wants to bless you by you being a blessing to somebody else. 0125, your mic is open. 0125. The last four of your phone is 0125. Good morning. morning. Um, I am really excited about this, actually, because last night before I went to bed, the Lord, sorry, I'm out of breath. I was just walking my dog. The Lord laid on my heart um, about the importance of testimony. And I was reading scriptures about testimony before I went to bed. And I was, I guess, I mean, I didn't know it, but I was practicing witchcraft. I was very much into new age and did a lot of stupid things thinking that I was a good person and that I wasn't holding any harm in my heart and that I was doing it in the name of love and light and whatever else. And my life started getting really, really bad. And it's almost like that frog in a boiling pot of water. You don't, you don't realize how bad it's getting we become, if you, if you don't have Christ in your heart, you become, it just becomes the new normal. Pain, sadness, bad things happening. And the person who was my, I'm using air quotes, teacher at the time, was teaching me and, and the group of women I was involved with that that's part of the process. The, the pain, the backlash was part of the process, which is such a lie. It's not what God wants for us at all. And I'll, I'll keep it 
as simple as possible, but this is praise God, because this is, again, another example of how amazing he is. Just last night I was praying about this, and actually, Sister Erica, he laid on my heart. To, I was, like, thinking, I'm going to put together my testimony and just email it to her to have. But now he's actually called me to bear witness here this morning. So <laughs> praise God. Um, a year ago, and it was actually a year ago this month, <clears throat> things mm. in my life came to such a place where I was broken beyond belief. Um, and it felt like every time I turned around, I was getting sucker punched. One thing after another was getting stripped for me. I had trouble with my daughter, financially ruined. Um, just that doesn't matter. But it was enough that God got my attention. And I had come out of, about five years ago, um, I had come out of a group of women that, under the guise of New Age and some kind of weird hybrid religious thing, um, I had been shunned and kicked out, which <laughs> I praise God for that. Um, and the woman who was running the show, you know, did some stuff to me in retrospect. So I think it was a culmination of being cursed by this so-called person that I trusted. I think it was a bunch of psychic prayers. I think it was curses brought upon me from my own dabbling in witchcraft. And by witchcraft, I mean I wasn't sitting around a cauldron. I had crystals. I was doing meditation. I was doing energy clearing. I was doing things with chakras. I was burning sage. I was praying to the ascended masters, you know, stuff that I thought was pretty harmless. But in, in reality, was opening demonic doorways. And I just, the wool was over my eyes. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I still was thinking I was a good person. <laughs> and I'm laughing just because by the nature of my humanity, I'm not a good person until I have Jesus. <laughs> and a year ago, I found the headline. And I was so messed up because I still didn't know Jesus, but I knew something wasn't right. And I started listening to the headline, and by the grace of God, he brought me to my knees in this very kitchen. When I couldn't find or fix it myself, and I realized that power of self was garbage, and the power of looking, that I had a hole in my heart that I'd been looking to fill my whole life. And Jesus filled it. And when I got on my knees broken, and I just asked Jesus to help me, he did. He did. He showed up in my life in so many different ways. And I, I had done everything in my life to run away from him. I didn't do anything to justify him, to justify me by the work of the cross. I did nothing by human standards that would merit Jesus coming into my life and saving me. But that's how much Jesus loves us. And it, I thank God every day. My life now, the peace and joy that is within my heart 
indescribable. It's indescribable. And I have gone through the whole gamut of repentance. I repent every day. There's always something new to repent about. But the truth is, the truth is that all the things that I ever did, whether or not my intentions were what I thought were good, was all a lie of the devil. And since I have really, I want to commune with God. I want to commune with Jesus. I want more of him. And I see now the miracle that he is working in my life every day through my daughter. Financially, I've never been in a better place in the middle of all of this. Praise God. And I feel for so many others that are going through difficult times. I'm not trying to do excuse me, belittle it, but he, he's showing up for me in the natural, but that's just the tip of the iceberg because the good stuff, the juicy stuff is what's happening underneath that. And my, my daughter, I, I, I didn't do anything to raise her with God. She was resistant to new age because she's, because Jesus, Jesus is just so amazing. And she has embraced God and has a relationship with God that, she's cultivating all on her own and my I'm seeing changes in my family members I am I am seeing changes in myself that again if I don't have Jesus I am nothing and I tried really hard for a long time to be loved and I tried really hard for a long time to be powerful in my own right and I was a fool but I was a fool who was loved. And I can say that I'm a fool without any shame. Because Amen. Jesus is Lord, and he's transferred my life. And so thank you so much for the opportunity to share that. Praise God. All right, you young witches, are you listening? Throw me a challenge. I got something for you. Listen up. Praise God. 0159, your mic is open. 0159. Hello. Hello, your mic is open. Yes. Uh, this is. Uh, 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 I don't have to say any. Okay. No. Wanted to tell my testimony. Good morning, Headline. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I actually was raised in a, a Christian home, and um, for at least part of my life, uh, but I also initially was raised in a Muslim home. Um, But essentially, at the age of 13, I essentially went into foster care. Um, And it's a long story behind that, but it had a lot to do with my witchcraft background. Um, Essentially, I, once I got into, it's something in the background, but I'm going to try to focus. Um, essentially, I got involved in uh, in astrology, numerology, palm reading, and all of those things at an early age um, during this time that I was in foster care. Um, and I was about, probably about 14 or so. Now, once I got involved in this, um, a coach lifestyle, 
Um, I started going deeper. I started doing astrology at one point. I really, it was like, I really went deep in it. And um, I didn't know that essentially the incident of going into foster care had made me turn my back on God. I never verbalized that choice that I was turning my back on God. You know, I knew about Jesus. But something in my heart had shut down, and it was through unforgiveness, essentially, that witchcraft came into my life. Um, after that time, and I started practicing, you know, these different occultish arts, I also met friends and got involved in Buddhism. And I went pretty far in the Buddhism, not as much as maybe doing the mantras or the prayers and all of those things. I did some of that. I was somewhat inconsistent. But I did meet a lot of high-ranking lamas all the way up to the Dalai Lama. And I believe that that caused a lot of various curses and very evil things over my life. Um, I went further in involved in all of these, you know, um, these occultish arts uh, where maybe I would let somebody, I let somebody do Reiki on me. I didn't, I didn't know how to do those kind of things myself, but I allowed someone to do it. It brought a lot of curses in my life and it brought a lot of negativity in my life. Um, And I remember at some point God brought one of my sisters from uh, where we're from to help me out. She said literally God spoke to her and told her that he was sending her to move all the way to where I was living, um, the state that I was living in, to specifically help me. And she came there and she started praying to my apartment. I was Buddhist at the time. Um, and she just prayed and prayed to my apartment. Eventually, uh, she told me, hey, you tried everything else. You might as well try Jesus. Well, simultaneously, and this shows you how wicked that evil, evil the enemy is, the devil, is that the llama that I was under at the time, I was having some kind of problems where I just felt emotional and overwhelmed by life. And I said, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I said, uh, hey, you know, I'm just feeling kind of nervous. I'm going through school. I was in professional school, this and that. And he said, oh, you know what? He basically sought the demonic realm. He didn't say that, but this is how I realized that he was on the evil side. He told me, well, if someone is a female in your family and they're praying or they're doing something, you know, and he didn't, he was kind of vague about it, but I understood it to be some kind of, maybe some kind of prayer. And, um, you know, basically they're, like, causing the problem. And he gave me this certain kind of leaves that was like a form of tea. And he told me, give this tea to her and, you know, basically it'll go away. I said, wait a minute. I thought that was real weird because I had done a lot of demonic things. I mean, all this stuff was witchcraft. All of it was wrong. But I had never gone to any kind of level of doing a spell or giving somebody something or making something happen in an outwardly way, not that I was aware of. And so I never gave it to her. That's weird, you know. Shortly after that, um, I went ahead and I, I had an experience where I was at the, the same llama's house, and I was very sick. I was very sick, and it was all these Buddhists coming over from all over the world, and they had this big thing at this at their house, 
and I got really, really sick, and I realized I had to get out of that place. Like, I had to get out of there. And I literally, uh, through a transition of various things, you know, happening and revelations God giving me, um, I got out of the house. I never went back. The same sister that the devil tried to set me up to be a problem to ended up being a blessing, and I ended up getting saved because uh, she 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 she, um, she had ministered to me and so forth and so on. But she told me she said, you know, she unlocked the key. She said, hey, God told me that what happened to you, you know, because she never went to foster care. She said, what happened to you was wrong. You know, mom and grandma should have never put you guys in foster care. That was really wrong. And so something broke, and I realized, oh my goodness, in my heart I had turned my back on God. Because the people who represented Jesus to me had, you know, hurt me so bad, and I had felt abandoned by them. And so once she did that, I, I you know, I went out of my car. Honestly, at that time, I was smoking cigarettes and stuff, <laughs> and uh, not proud of it. So anyway, I went to smoke a cigarette out in my car, and God showed me my whole life how he had allowed this particular sister or relative to be in my life for a reason. And he said, basically, you can trust her. I almost remember hearing those words. I went back in. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I got saved, and that started my journey. But, you know, I really believe you're right, Dr. Erica, because even after I started that journey, all of that stuff that I had put over me, all the stuff that maybe was in me and through my bloodline, I I haven't learned all the stuff, but I have some ideas now at this point, caused me to operate as a blind witch. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't actively doing a sale or doing anything wrong to anyone, even having a wrongful intent, even being able to be used on a soulish realm, and this kind of goes deep and different people have different beliefs about it, but I believe just from what God has shown me that operating on a soulish realm as a witch is a real thing. And it took years of even after being saved, to keep praying and praying and going further and further and deeper into deliverance to get to a point where, first of all, I could even see that that was possible, that I was even doing anything like that. Um, and then also realizing that God wouldn't show me some horrible thing about myself unless he was there to deliver me and set me free. Amen. And so I can testify today and, and, and praise the Lord Jesus that, well, he shows us this stuff that is really heart-wrenching, is really, really disturbing, that he's only here to heal and deliver us. And I just thank the Lord Jesus because I've had a long journey, but I'm getting closer and closer to God every day. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Now, you, you young witches, you threw that challenge at me. See, I'm not scared. You just made my day. And you made God's day too, because it's going to be a lot of salvations behind these testimonies. Because these young witches that threw the challenge at me last night, they're young, they're professional, and they all are in, they're not even in the same coven. You see, they don't understand that they're in a coven. They think, that they're just in some people with the same ideas that they have, you know, which are all selfish, self-motivated, and fueled by entitlement. So 
I know you're on here. I know you're listening. And you know, I know, I'm up for the challenge. I told you ain't nobody scared of no witches. Period. Period. You know why? Because Jesus said, all power in heaven, on earth, and under the earth is in his hands. That little bitty tricks y'all be doing, you ain't doing nothing but heaping hot coals on your own head. And let me tell you something. You don't fear God. So if you don't fear God, and if you don't know God, then you are subject to the wrath of God. You hear me? You hear me, and you hear these testimonies. Okay? So listen, as these people are testifying, God is doing a work in your heart. And I know you're not strong enough to withstand it, or else you would not have allowed me to bring the three of you together, and you own this line this morning. I know your numbers. You gave them to me. You just need to be convinced. But you see, I can't convince you. It is the Holy Spirit working through these testimonies you're listening to because God is real. And the only reason you came to me, you just needed to be proven of the reality of God. Because, see, the only reason you're in witchcraft is because you heard the sister say, and you heard the other sister say, they were searching for God. You're searching for God. The devil just got in your way and put something up in front of you that, that might appear to be God, but it's the wrong God. So listen up. You're about to be saved. Watch out. Watch out. The Holy Spirit is saving you this morning. See, I used to pray y'all die <laughs> a long time ago. I used to pray, just get rid of them until I found out that my own grandmother used to mix these potions, you know, like they would be the potion for spring and the potion for winter. And she would say, this is to keep us from getting colds and um, getting sick. And guess what? We rarely had colds. We rarely got sick from anything. But then it was, I think I was doing a show for Shannon. And the Lord said, you know your grandmother was a witch. I said, no, uh-uh, not my grandma. Uh-uh, no, I, no, no. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to show you. She used to call that stuff as visitor or something like that. And she used to make it in a whiskey bottle. And we would have to take it every springtime and every um, fall. And so I'm just wondering... And, and and she would go out and pick dandelion greens, you know, and talk about when she had to, um, when she was little, and uh, they were poor. And, and, and my grandmother was a school teacher. She only had my great-grandmother and my grandmother. My great-grandmother was a school teacher, but she only had a sixth-grade education. And then my grandmother became a school teacher. But they still work that stuff that came from my ancestors from Africa to to here because it worked. So you see, you don't have to be a first generation witch. That stuff was in my bloodline. And I rebuked that stuff. Boy, I got that out of my bloodline. I got that off of me. And guess what? It was there. It was there. 
and I was fighting demons. But guess what? And until God revealed that stuff about my own grandmother, I was never going to be free. Not, not, not completely free. And yes, you can be completely free. Don't let nobody fool you. Because there is something called sovereign deliverance. God keeps on delivering us. Just like he did me the other day on this thing. On this headline. It was something there he didn't want there. And you got to be, you know you free when I can sit here and tell you about my grandma right now. And I can sit here and tell you how, um, as a kid, you know, as a kid, nobody wanted me around because I was always different. Uh, And I want to tell you something else. When Satan goes to pick somebody in your family, he going to pick the one that God has picked. Because guess what? Lucifer was in heaven. I say Lucifer was in heaven with God. And Lucifer recognizes the anointing. He knows the anointing when he sees it. It's very visible to him. So I'm going to open up. uh, Stick around, you youngsters. You're going to learn something this morning. And you're going to learn to respect your elders. You're going to learn to respect the wisdom that comes to experience. And, and probably one of your life is being saved this morning. Praise God. I'm opening them up. 0300. 0300. Your mic is open. 0300. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I started, uh, well, my aunt showed me where to go when I was a little girl. Because she wanted company. She didn't want to go at night by herself. And I asked her one day, where do we come here? She said, oh, whenever you need help, you just come and they help you. You know, like this lady or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So when I, grew up, when I grew up, I thought that was the solution. So I was having problems, nearly wet. I was having problems. I was so green that I started going to those people. And this lady kept telling me that she was going to help me with my husband, stop drinking and not being at home. So I believed her because she had saints everywhere of Virgin Mary's, uh, you name it. She had everything, and she said, everything here is good. Nothing is bad. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to help. I'm going to help you, and your husband's going to change. Well, she gave me a bunch of stuff to burn on the stove and do this and do that, potions, and nothing was working. And finally... Something did look like it was working, so I was satisfied, and I said, oh, yes, he's staying home, and he's not drinking as much, so I, uh, I I said, yes, and then all of a sudden, it just fell. It went worse, worse than before. He went drinking more, going out, drugs, and all the, the stuff that was out there in the world. 
So I told her one day, I said, you know, I'm tired of coming to you every time. It works, and then it just goes worse. And she said, well, I said, and I'm paying you, and I hardly can, you know, have any left money to support the family. So I'm just wasting my time. And she got upset. She said, okay. She said, well, then go go to a priest, go to the church, and, and maybe they can help you with your problem. So I did, as when I went to the Catholic church, and it did, uh, they, you know, I told them the problem, and they prayed over me, and that's when I met Jesus. I met him, and boy, did I, did I met him. It was fantastic. It was worth it, thinking all this time that I wasted just by believing a person, and since then, I, you know, I stopped going to this lady. I even took my daughter, and, uh, you know, uh, it was terrible. But praise God that I met God, and, and he took me away from all that stuff. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. You hear that, you young witches? You're doing stuff. You're ruining people's lives. It might seem like you and, and all of the three of you, you know what? You have had a good life. You've been living off your mama and your daddy, and they are comfortable, so you haven't ever had to worry about a thing. You have no excuse. You're doing it for thrills, and you're doing it for power. But I'm going to tell you what. Until you meet Jesus, you haven't met real power. Until you know Amen. Jesus... You don't know what power is. And I'm telling you this morning, stop being stupid. That's right. Stop being stupid and come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. You were in a Christian church. You come out of a Christian home. But the devil somehow uh, 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 came into you. Because you didn't, and, and he came into one of you for something really stupid. You didn't get your way. God didn't give you a car. How ridiculous. God didn't give you a car because he didn't want you to go out there and kill yourself. Listen up. You challenge me, I'm up for the challenge. You're hearing your destiny if you don't repent. And come to Christ. These any one of these testimonies, you hear the same thing. I came to Christ. He changed my life. Now I know what happiness is. You're playing on a dangerous platform of the devil. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The payment, you got a check in your hand right now from the devil. But wait till you go to cash it. Wait till you go to cash it. You will be sorry. And one day you're going to thank me. Right now you're cussing me out. That's okay. That's okay. 
You see, the more you cuss at me and the more negativity you try to send me, it's bouncing right off me and it's coming right back to your environment. Sometimes it don't hit you. It'll hit your mama. It'll hit your daddy. It'll hit your children. It'll hit those around you. Stop it and come to Christ. Come to Christ. Come to Christ before it's too late. You think you're 30. Let me tell you something. Look at this coronavirus garbage. It's all who you worship in. But how is it paying you back? How is it paying you back? Your life is interrupted. You had to shut in, but it made you think about Christ. You threw that challenge out to me. Here's my here's the response from the people of God. You challenged the wrong one. Or maybe you challenged the right one. Three nine nine one. Your mic is open. Good morning, Dr. Erica. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Today is a day of salvation. Amen. Woo. Yeah. Mm. Well, <clears throat> a lot of the people on the TED line, um, this, I think it happened about a month and a half ago uh, where I repented of witchcraft that I wasn't even aware of until it was brought to my attention. Um, first, to God's own Holy Spirit. Um, and then also through the Ted line to you um, and Pastor Michael. And uh, I just praise God for that. Um, you know, I got, you know, my testimony, I sent it to you. Uh, my background, there's Freemasonry that was in it in the bloodline. Uh, I'm, I'm part Mexican, so there was that part. So, um, and I'm Polynesian. So there's just witchcraft all over the place, pagan worship, demonic worship. And um, it all culminated when I, thought that I was hearing from the Lord, um, and I reached out to one of the sisters on the TED line thinking that I was doing good, and all I was doing was witchcraft. It was evil, and I had no idea the damage that I had done until the next day when uh, when we were all on the TED line, and I was just, uh, it was devastating to me. I mean, literally, uh, my heart, <laughs> my spirit, man, was just so crushed. Realizing that I was working for the devil Thinking that I was working for Jesus And through that And then uh, Dr. I, I, I know that we also did the deliverance For the people of Mexico Of Mexican descent right. So that that time frame um, Being on Ted Line Was my deliverance from The witchcraft And that wasn't the first iteration of witchcraft But that was the most recent one So I'll just go with that to keep it brief but then leading on after that, that deliverance was uh, me and two other Mexican brothers of Mexican descent were on there. Whoo, man, something broke in me, and, and it was just and it was that spirit that I didn't even give consideration to because people of Mexican descent are mixed with Spanish and indigenous Indians. And they, mm-hmm. so there's a mixed bag of when the Catholics came in, the Jesuits, uh, there's a mixed bag of that and animism. And and just you know worshiping the devil and uh, but that morning was who was so powerful and I have to say that 
for a long time since I was, you know, a little boy, because I came to Jesus at the age of 10, a lot of things have happened. And this, to me, is so important because there's a lot of us believers who think we're doing good. And if you're not in tune with God's own Holy Spirit, you're, you're not letting it indwell within you or you don't have it, then you go around aimlessly and blindly hurting others and thinking you're doing good. And, and in turn, you're just hurting other people, you know, in the kingdom of God. And uh, so I stand as a witness today of God's mercy and grace. And the greatest thing of all is repentance. And I'll never forget what you said, Dr. Erica, and this is, I think, um, six or seven months ago. And I'm just paraphrasing here, but I love what you said because I know it's from the heart of God, that once a person comes into the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, ain't nothing going to be the same. There's going to be some changes. Mm-hmm. So those three young witches out there, understand this. Today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah and glory to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Erica. Amen. You, you hear this? You hear this? You hear it, right? You're you listening, right? I know you're listening. I know you're listening because you tried to send me a text and cuss me out. But you're still here because the Holy Spirit is convicting your heart. And you know what else? Listen to me. Try to get up and move. Just try to get up and move. You cannot. That is called the power of God's own Holy Spirit. God got you locked down right now, and he's making you hear this. Every word of it. So where's your power now? You you under the power of God's own Holy Spirit, and you can't even move. You think you're all that and a bag of chips, and you can't even move. You cannot move until we finish this and you hear the testimony. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of liberty. <sighs> don't, don't, you clear mm. yourself. I got you open. <laughs> I got you open. 4112, your mic is open. Oh, hey, good morning. Um, good morning. I I don't know if I have the words. All I know is that God said, I had to tell you. I grew up in false religion with free, Freemasonry. I know I have generations of witchcraft in my family. And Lord God led me to Dr. Erica and freed me. He sovereignly delivered me from false religion, witchcraft, Freemasonry. He set me free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Praise the Holy Spirit. You hear that? You if it had not, if it had not been for God leading me along the way, step by step, to freedom, it wasn't just one and done. It was a continual. It was painful. It hurt getting free. But every freedom, I felt better and better and better and freer and freer and freer. Lord God is amazing. Jesus is amazing. You, when came to me and freed me, Dr. Erica's right. Nothing was the same. Nothing. I have I, I don't know if I have all the words, 
to express my love of my Savior Hallelujah. for delivering me and for Hallelujah. freeing me because I love him. If He has always, always protected me, always loved me, and always saved me from evil, always, even when I was in the middle of it. But you got to tell these young witches out here. Tell them something. Hey, girls, I've been there. I've done that. I went into New Age, and girlfriend, you don't want to stay there. Mm-mm. That stuff is evil. It is wrecking you. You will be sicker. You will get sicker. And you will stay sick until you come to Jesus. The longer you stay in it, the sicker you'll be. You will be Uh-oh. sick down to your soul. And until you get free, you're going to be in darkness. Because New Age is darkness. Witchcraft is darkness. You living in the dark. Time to come out the dark, girlies. You can't move. I know you can't move. The Holy Ghost got you locked down. Those crystals, they dark. They evil. They full of familiar spirits. Those ascended masters you're talking to, familiar Spirit. That little spirit guide you talk to, that's a familiar spirit. That little angel that whispers in your ear, that's a familiar spirit. If it ain't God, the Holy Spirit that changes you and moves you, you talking to familiar spirits. You hear that, girly? And they wicked and evil. They ain't got to tell you to do the right things. Mm-mm. They're going to say, oh, you've got to get revenge on that person that did you wrong. Mm. They're going to tell you all sorts of half-truths and lies. They ain't going to give you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. They'll help you, God. Mm-mm. you got to leave that behind. Come to Jesus. Because there's no other way. There's no other way to be truly free and to, to, to actually have that love in your heart. Ain't no other way. Once I took Jesus into my heart, everything changed. Everything. You hear that, girlie? You can't, you can't live in the dark. You can't. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And, and no one, no one can come to the Father but through him. You can't come to the Father through crystals. You can't come to the Father through meditation. You can't come to the Father through any other means. Jesus is it. There's no back door to God. Uh-oh. You hear that? I know you hear it because you you locked. You can't move. You can't move till we finish in the name of Jesus because the Holy Spirit got you convicted. That's right. One of them just uh, uh, sent me this text here. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry for calling you a B-I-T-C-H. Praise God. We love you. We forgive you. It's okay. But make it right. Come to Jesus because he That's loves right. you. He Amen. wants you to be right. If if it weren't for the love of Jesus and for his servants, I would not be free. Who is the hand of Jesus in your life? Because his servants are the only reason I'm free. Praise God. Praise God. And I know you're hearing it. I know I know it's going right to your heart. I know God is breaking up that stony heart right now. It's okay. You can cry. Those are tears of joy. I don't mind those kind of tears. Later on, when you're being delivered, I'm going to tell you to cut out that crying. But right now, you can cry because these are tears of joy. And you know what? They, they're, they're tears of cleansing. It's called repentance. That's what you're going through right now. Thank you, sister. Uh, 3386, I'm opening up your mic. Thank you, sister. Thank you. 3386, yeah, your mic is open. Good morning, Dr. Erica. Good morning. So I have 25 25 years of experience in New Age. I can't hear you. I've had 25 years of experience in New Age. And when I, well, yes, as a witch, but I didn't know I was a witch. Go ahead. So it started out, um, my mom was just like, oh, you're so good. You know, you take care of people. You know, you should get into, um, you know, like alternative therapies and blah, blah, blah. So that's how it kind of started for me. Um, So I went to school for muscular therapy, and, you know, I'm, like, working on people, getting sick all the time, and I'm, like, wondering why I'm sick all the time. And I ended up working in chiropractic and working and touching and doing therapies on all these people, getting sick all the time. And the funny thing is, is when I got hired at the chiropractic office, there was this girl, and she hired me, and the moment that I met her, I saw, like, this explosion of light, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I know this girl. I must have known this girl from before or whatever, so it went on and on and on. Come to find out, I've recently, after 25 years of friendship, she was born and raised in Salem. And she had got me into all kinds of stuff. And I just thought it was just like harmless stuff, like tarot cards and sage and all this stuff. So I went 25 years of friendship with her. We went through everything from herbal medicine, um, uh, crystal healing, Reiki, like high-level Reiki practitioners, I went and did energy healing, and I got sicker and sicker. I ended up with rheumatoid arthritis, all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, it just went on. Now my friend of 25 years 
is now a high-level witch, mm-hmm. and she has her own witch circle. Mm-hmm. I was devastated. I was devastated when I finally realized she is a witch. So we all ended up in the same group of women practicing all this energy work and connecting to each other and doing all this so-called healing work and, you know, ascended masters and yoga and you name it, I pretty much tried it because I thought I was doing good. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened? In 25 years, it was, it was it was two steps forward, 10 steps back. Two steps forward, 20 steps back. My family, my family is sick. My father died of cancer. After my father died of cancer, my mother had cancer six months later. After that, my brother had stage four rectal cancer. My younger brother, he's so messed up. He ended up doing drugs, being in chronic pain. His legs are black and no one can help him. He wears my father's Masonic ring. My father was a Mason. Mm. And my mom never went to any meetings. He always brought me in when I was a kid. And I thought it was a good thing. You know, my father would tell me, oh, yeah, we help the Shriners burn children and this and that. So I always thought it was a good thing. I also grew up Catholic. And I loved my great-grandmother. She spoke Italian. She couldn't speak any English. But I knew she loved me. She would do stuff for me. And, you know, she'd pray and blah, blah, blah. And I thought she was great until recently, recently, when I gave up. Catholicism and all of that and part of why I gave that up as well is because they wouldn't the Catholic Church would not let my son into the school where my daughters were because he had special needs so basically I pulled all my children out of the Catholic Church and we had no church for, for a while and um, I was still in the New Age stuff and um, anyway, that group, the group with my friend and everything, I got thrown out of that group. Praise God I got thrown out of that group. Praise I God. I spent two years after that really depressed. But my kids were sick. I was sick. I ended up, when I got thrown out of that group by that, that lady who was running it, I ended up with a rash on my legs. And um, I've seen every dermatologist, doctor, tried steroids and creams and lotions and all kinds of stuff, and it and it won't go away. Won't go away. So as time went on, um, the rash stayed. It was like 2015, and more things went on. My kids having trouble at school. My daughter having horrible hysterical panic attacks, and she ended up collecting all these friends in high school that were all witches, but she didn't know why she was getting all these witches showing up. And um, my son started to get worse at school. 
with his um, disabilities. And my 13-year-old daughter ended up cutting herself, cutting up her thighs. And um, during this time, I started realizing, I thought it was like everybody else. I didn't realize that all this stuff was coming through me. It was coming, coming through me. I'm sorry, you don't like her, I am. That's okay. That's okay. Cleansing. Yes. So I wanted you to. Wait a minute. You see what you You see what you got to look forward to? If you don't repent and change right now, today, keep going, sister. Basically, because of all the things I thought I was doing to help myself, to, to, to heal myself, to heal my children, to heal my family, I was just throwing them all to the devil. My daughter, my daughter that had cut herself, she, she, she was 13, but when she was six years old, we heard her giggling on a monitor, on a child, you know, like a baby monitor. Mm-hmm. Me and her dad, and um, we're like, why is, she, why is she up so late? So we went upstairs in her room, and she was sitting in her bed. And she was giggling. She wasn't awake. She was sitting there. And I went, and I looked at my daughter, and her eyes were black. And she, she, she was laughing. She was laughing in my face, hysterically laughing in my face. That wasn't my kid. I grabbed my daughter. And I grabbed her, and I called her name, and I shook her, and that spirit came out of my daughter and passed through me, passed through me and out my back. These are the kind of things I've been experiencing with my children since they were little. And I always wondered why. It was because of what I was doing. And that same daughter, I I have to share this because, I ended up having a false miracle with her, and I thought it was a miracle from from God. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I'm thinking, well, it was a lie. I mean, it happened. My daughter was the same age, around six six years old, and um, she was having horrible pain, and brought us to the doctor, and my daughter's spine was twisted like a snake. Now, I'm telling you this because I practice yoga. My children practice yoga because of me. Yoga is in the school system. I brought her home. I cried because they told me my daughter was going to be in a back brace for eight years. So I had to strap my daughter into this plastic back brace every single night. She had to sleep in that, and I had to, like, basically crush her ribs to to get this thing on, and she couldn't breathe, and she had to sleep like that. So when I told when when this was all happening, I told my daughter, we're going to pray. We're going to pray every night for the six weeks until you have to go back and have a checkup. So we prayed every night, every night. I would bring Jesus. I'd call Jesus. I'd call God, but I also called angels. 
ascended masters, my spirit guides. Well, let me tell you, in six weeks, we went back to the doctor. They re-excavated my daughter. The guy comes back in and goes, ma'am, what happened to your daughter? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, let me go get the, the head the head of um, children's um, orthopedic. He was the original guy who saw her. He comes back in. He sits there. And he goes, ma'am, what did you do to your daughter? And I started crying. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's nothing wrong with your daughter's spine. I'm like, what? He goes, your, your daughter's spine is straight as a board. There's nothing wrong with your daughter. He goes, in all of my, my years practicing, I've never seen, I've never seen this. It's impossible for your daughter's twisted back to straighten like that. I've never seen that. He goes, what did you do? I said, we prayed. He goes, you what? I said, well, we prayed. He says, that's all you did? I'm like, we prayed. He goes, well, ma'am, I don't know what to say to you. He said, come back in a year. We came back. Her back is still straight. I believe that was a false miracle. As much as I'm grateful that my daughter's back is straight. Now, I'm telling you this because I was, I was guided last night to listen to a podcast about the Kundalini rising. Look, hold it. Hold it. Right there. Hold it. Who is your Savior? Lord Jesus Christ. Who is your Lord? Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to go and attribute a work of God to the devil, you don't want to do that, do you? No, ma'am, I don't want to do that. My point, my point is that this was a false miracle. It was a false miracle, and I know it was a false miracle. Explain to me a false miracle. A miracle that's happened while praying to someone other than God himself. Okay, so so who were you praying to? Now? No. When you, when your daughter got that miracle, who all were you praying to? I like I had said, I did call God and I did call Jesus, but I did call angels and I also called ascended masters. Okay. Is what I was saying. Who is Lord? Jesus Christ. Who is Lord over all? Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, the ascended masters have to bow. At the name of Jesus, everybody else you called on had to bow. Now, your daughter's miracle, the manifestation of that might not be made clear right now. But if you believe in your heart that God did it, or if you believe in your heart that the devil did it, it's 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 dependent on you, you. Okay. Because I'm honestly, Doctor Erica, I've been struggling with that because I want to believe it was God that did that. There's no other name given whereby men must be saved, salvation, healing, deliverance, made whole, made complete, 
and lacking nothing. God superimposed himself over all those devils, over all those demons, and he gave your daughter a miracle. You prayed to God. I don't care who else you prayed to. You prayed to God. And the fruit, let me tell you the fruit. If your daughter, after she got that miracle, did she go crazy? Like, you know, is she is she out there now? What's she doing? Well, she's the one that caught her thigh. She's the one. Okay. This this was my point of telling telling the story to these girls that, you know, at age six I was doing all these things, but I still I still I still believed in God and Jesus, but I thought I was doing good because I believed in God and Jesus, but all this other stuff crept up in with it, you know, angels, ascended masters, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and as she grew older, she um she ended up collecting friends that were suicidal and all this stuff. And at 13, she was cutting herself. You know why? You know why? Why? Because the devil hates God. Because God is in your daughter. Because God's hand is upon your daughter's life. Because the devil, remember Jesus, Luke chapter 4. After Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, he was led into the wilderness. I said, devil Demons, witches can recognize the anointing because Lucifer was in heaven with God. He knows the anointing. And what happened with your kids, and, and I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you came on and said this because it's about time for your daughter to be revived. It's about time for your daughter to be called out. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to have to yes, you're gonna set your heart I- and repent. Ain't no ascended master heal your daughter. Your faith no. in God, and because you were unknowingly, you didn't know. You've been on the search for God all your life. Yeah. All your. And why don't you just say, "I'm sorry, God. I repent." Ain't no ascended master had nothing to do with my daughter. I'm sorry, God, I repent. No ascended master had anything to do with my daughter. Now is the appointed time for my daughter to come forth. Now is the appointed time for my daughter to come forth. She will fulfill her destiny. She will fulfill her destiny. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Because I worship. Because I worship the one true and living God. The one true and living God. My daughter. My daughter. Is sanctified. Is sanctified. Set apart. Set apart. Because of my faith. Because of my faith. In you, Lord Jesus. In you, Lord Jesus. And that's it. Period. Well, there was a little more to the story of why I was telling this. Go ahead. Tell the whole story. Because my daughter was very resistant um, after around this time where she was cutting herself. She didn't want to be with me. And this is when I, when I, this is at the time where I, 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 
I found Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when my whole house shifted and I started getting rid of all the all the crystals and paraphernalia in my house from all that, my house went crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started listening to the Ted line. Now, originally when I started listening to the Ted line, my first podcast was when you had gone to Salem. And then I was getting, I was getting, you know, oh, you shouldn't listen to her, blah, 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 blah. So I was being pulled back off the test line. But anyway, moving forward from that, I started listening every day. I started praying every day. I was repenting. I was seeing God move in my life. I even called you for help for my daughter, but we never connected. Hmm. And I thank God for that because that's, that's when God started working on me himself. Yes. He started moving in my life. Yes. My health started getting better. My skin started getting better. My kids were getting better. My kids were praying. My kids were listening to the Ted line. Things have changed and shifted in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, all my kids did the foot bath. Oh, amen. My oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, and my son. Now, they're, they're now 18 and 10. Okay. My 13-year-old my was not listening to this headline, but she had listened a couple times. Okay. Because she just wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. She came down that morning after the headline, and I said to my daughter, I'm like, can we do a foot washing on she She's like, why are you not touching my feet? And and my son was so excited and so filled with Jesus after we He goes, but you need Jesus. Yes. Jesus oh. loves you. You need to pray, and 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 you 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 need you need healing, and you need to do this. And so she's like, "I'm not doing that." So we sat down, and and I had prayed while I was doing the foot bath with my children that God would include her in this foot bath for her own healing. And I prayed mm-hmm. while we while you you were on the head line and walking us all through it, and going through this with my children and I'm just praying and, and I'm pulling her in with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so anyway, she's eating breakfast and then she just goes, okay. I'm like, what? She goes, okay. I'm like, okay, what? She goes, you can do it. I can do what? She goes, you can pray for me. You can pray for me. I'm like, so out of your own mouth, you're telling me that we can pray for you? Cause I wanted her to come. I don't mm-hmm. want to just keep praying for her. I want her to come. I want her to show up. I want her mm-hmm. to want Jesus. Mm-hmm. She let me and my son do the foot bath and pray over her. Amen. Now, that's not all. So you know the time frame from then till now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have young kids. And mm-hmm. there's so much with Hollywood and music and all this stuff. And I was trying to teach my kids how the devil's running through Hollywood. Mm-hmm. To keep it clean, I showed her a video. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? Right after the video, we were talking about Jesus. We were, we were, we were, we were talking about why you don't listen to that uh, 
why you need Jesus in your life. You can't constantly be 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 listening to music like that and, and, and listening to horror stuff and all that negative stuff. I'm like, you need Jesus in your life. I'm like, if you don't have Jesus in your life, you're gonna go off balance and you're just gonna you're just gonna end up on in the dark in the dark without Jesus. We sat there and we saw something come out of my daughter. Her face started to just it just came out in hives. She totally shifted. We we felt the presence of God come down on her. Mhm. Lifted whatever that was out of her and I don't know what it was. All I know is she was so light and you could see and feel the presence of God around her. Hallelujah. She's changed she's changed ever since. This was this was last weekend. She's changed ever since. She's happy. She's helping me. She's hugging me. She's telling me she loves me. She's helping her brother. She's cooking with me. She's cleaning. This is this is not the same child. Praise God. She's getting lighter and freer. Y'all hear that? One of them just texted me, I want Jesus, from your testimony, sister. I have I w- one more quick thing. One more quick thing. During all of this, I had a divorce with their father. Can I stop you right there? Can yes. you tell me the part tomorrow? Because when somebody say, I want Jesus, I have to offer Jesus now. Okay. All right. Okay, from now on, I'm not going to call you a witch anymore because God has touched your heart. I want you to open your Bible right now. You're about to be born again. I'm welcoming you home. I want you to open your Bible to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 14. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What the scripture says, whosoever believeth on Jesus shall not be ashamed. Are you hearing me this morning? I want you to confess that you believe in your heart. That if you were the only person in the whole wide world, that Jesus still would have come just for you. I want you to confess with your mouth that you believe that Jesus died for you and that you believe that when you confess him as your Lord today, that you believe that God raised him from the dead and that you accept his salvation for you. Today, you no longer have to be ashamed 
of your past. Confess with your own mouth in your own way. I gave you what the word of God says. It says in verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right where you are, the Holy Spirit is, you can move now. You can move. You can move. You're not locked down anymore. (laughs) You can move. But you move your mouth. And you tell Jesus you believe in your heart. And that you want to make him your Lord today. And you ask Jesus to come and indwell you and to fill you with his own Holy Spirit. Do that with your mouth. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue this tomorrow. We're not done here. But I want you to text me back and let me know that you say. And I want you to know that God set this up. God set you all up for a miracle. He set you up for a miracle this morning. He came to you. He knocked on the door of your heart. And you let him in. You can confess now with your own words. You have Jesus. He says he will never leave you or forsake you. He says... He'll be with you until the end of the world. And later on, I'm going to take all of you through deliverance and cast them demons out. But if you're on this headline today, I'm going to do a deliverance tomorrow. I'm going to continue this tomorrow. We're not done yet. And I'm going to start with you, 0125, okay, tomorrow to hear the rest of the story. I thank God for saving you, girls. You challenged me. I I think it was good. It was great. Now, what I want you girls to do, I want to welcome you to the family of God this morning. I want you to know that the kingdom of God has come upon you this morning. Welcome to the family of God. Each one of you receives your birth certificate into the family of God.
love you, Lord. <laughs> we bless your name, Jesus. Thank you. The angels are rejoicing in heaven right now. The Bible says that the angels rejoice at the saving of one soul. Hallelujah. One soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. We thank you this morning for manifesting your glory, God. Your glory, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you, God, for your goodness. For your mercy, God. Thank you this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you so much this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. 
Shepherd coming to you from under open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church, home of the deadline. I'll see you tomorrow. Blessings and blessings and blessings and blessings go out to you. Oh.